Shalom Ubracha, we are up to Mayid Koton Daf Yud Gimel. Today's Daf talks about a kanas for pushing off work for Chalamayid. You know, you're not allowed to do that. So there's a kanas. Does that apply to the person's children as well, or it's on the Gavra? Next, then we have a Mishnah that discusses hiring workers in order to be able to pay them if they need the money for Yom Tif. We talk about uh, schlepping stuff on Cholamoid, from where you let a schlep, but to where you let a schlep, and we finish off the parak, the second parak of my cotton. Bezras Hashem, learning about selling things on Cholamoid, how you're allowed to do it, Bishinoi. But we begin with the Mishnah at the end of your base. It tells us that a person's allowed to bring in his fruit in order to avoid anybody stealing it. He's allowed to take his flax out of the soaking barrel so that it doesn't get ruined, as long as he didn't push off this activity for Cholamayid. If a person did, Chas Shalom, leave this work for Cholamayid, the Mishnah says, Yoveidu, it'll be lost. Well, the Gemara says that you are allowed to bring it in, in the Reisha, in the cases that, that you didn't push it off till Cholamayid, you're allowed to bring it in Betzina. There was a story there of Yosef brought in his beans on Cholamayid, Smack in the middle of the day. So Abai tells, tells him, wait, 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 we have a Mishnah. He said, you have to bring it in, bring it in at night. Don't put sinner. So Yosef explained that by day is actually Betzinah when it comes to beans. Because if you're going to do it at night, you have to have torches. You have to have extra help because you can't see where you're going. So the, the, to make the least noise when bringing in these beans, do it by day. Even though it's brighter, technically. But it'll make less of a hullabaloo. Now the Gemara asks, what happens if a guy actually leaves his malacha for Cholamayid? Now there's a knas that he's, it's also to get hana from it, right? That was your Vedu. The question is, is he also to get hana from it? Or is this product now usher? Because if he dies, is his children allowed to get hana from it now? Well, so the Gemara tries bringing in a couple of potential answers. We'll end up with four different answers. We know when it comes to a koyin, who is given a Bechor, if he specifically goes out and makes a mum on it so that he can get a na from it, which is Osir, right? He gets a Knas that he can't get any hand off from this. So now what happens if he dies? His kids cannot get a na from it either. Oh, you see that it passes on. It's a din in the Chavza. The Gemara says, no, over there, we're talking about a Bechor, that's an Isidar Raisa. Over here, we're talking about Cholopoy, that's their abundant, not a good Raya. Second answer. Maybe you could say, we could learn the halachas, the halachas of the knas from a case where someone sells his evid to a guy, which is usher to do, because while well, your evid is working for you, he can be mekayim mitzvahs, so that when he goes free, if he goes free, he'll have done a whole ton of mitzvahs, but he sells it to a guy, he loses that opportunity. Now there's a knas against him and his children, that if this slave runs away, he, can, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the right to reclaim it, to reclaim him. So his children are not allowed to either. You see that the class passes on to the children. So what about our case, where a guy pushes off his malacha to chalamoid? Is the produce knast, or is the gavra knast? In which case, his kids will be okay if it was just on him. Oh, we have a third b'risa that tells us that if someone weeds his field during Shemitah, he's allowed to plant it on Motoy. Shemitah, the eighth year. If he fertilizes his field on Shemitah, then it's also for him to plant after 
Shemitah. And over there, Rabbi Yosef Bar-Hanina says that his children would be allowed to if he dies. So the Knas is not on the field, it's on him. So, so too, in Cholambay, the Knas is on him, not on his children. Abai brings a fourth raya. He says, if the guy goes over to his friend, the Koyen, and he's metame his truma, his tar truma, Chazal gave him a Knas that he has to pay back the Koyen. Because now the coin can't get a knob. He keeps us firewood, but he can't eat it. That knas does not go on this guy's children. His children don't have to pay back for this Tomei Chuma. This, or Kachim. Why? Because it was a Hezek She'enui Nicker. It's not considered that he damaged it. It's a knas. So in a case like that, the Rabbanon only knas the Gavra, not the Chavza. Because the Chavza wasn't physically damaged. Now we have a new Mishnah that tells us you're not allowed to buy a house, slaves, animals, unless you need that you need it for Yomtiv, or if you're doing this transaction for the sake of the person who's selling it, you're buying it so that you can give this guy money because he doesn't have what to eat for Yomtiv. So Rav says, okay, I'm allowed to buy stuff to pay him. What about hiring him? Can I hire a person in order to give him wages on Khalamaid? So we have few answers. Number one, our Mishnah added in an extra word. It says you're allowed to buy something from a seller if it's for his benefit. benefit. But then it adds, if he doesn't have what to eat. The Chayra, this is coming to tell me that you can hire him for work, not for a sale, if he doesn't have what to eat. But the Gemara doesn't like this Raya so much because that's just explaining why you would buy something for the benefit of the seller. So Abai brings another one. Another raya. It says, you're not allowed to write contracts on Cholomite if you don't trust the guy. Or if the cipher needs food for Yomtev, so he needs the business, then you can write a star. And over there, it says specifically that he doesn't have a lot to eat. You see that you're allowed to hire the cipher to give him food for Yomtev. There's Uriah. Now comes along Rav Sheshis and he says, the Chachamim hold, there are three businesses that are allowed to be open on Erev Pesach up until Chatzos. The tailor, the barber, and the laundromat. A tailor is allowed to be open because you're allowed to sew something on Cholabayid as long as you do it as a headyite. The barber and the laundromat because if someone comes over from Medina Sayyam, or if he gets out of jail, he would be allowed to get a haircut or to do his laundry on Cholomite. As long as it's mutter to do on Cholomite, you'd be allowed to do this on Erev Pesach before Chatzois. Even though it's only in those specific scenarios. Now, if you're going to hold, then if a person doesn't have what to eat, he can hire himself out to do any job. L'chayra, there is a scenario when you can hire anybody on Cholomite. So Erev Pesach, you should be allowed to hire Anybody before Chatzais. If he doesn't have what to eat, he, he would be allowed to work on Cholamite. Your papa says, well, this can't be because, well, then you're allowed to have someone building Stam on Erev Pesach well, because we, we know that if there's a dangerous wall on Cholamite, you're allowed to knock it down and rebuild a new one on Cholamite. That, that's because of Sakana. So we're going to learn from a case of Sakana to Erev Pesach. Ravina says also, you should be able to have a scribe working on Erev Pesach because on Cholamite, you would be allowed to have a kedushin or a get or uh, a clause at a star written on Cholamite. So, oh, Arab Pesach is also allowed. 
Ravashi says that we learn Erev Pesach from Cholomoid because of Tircha. But when there's going to be a Hefzid, the Rabbonin say, you're allowed to work on Cholomoid. On Erev Pesach, it's totally different. The reason why it's also to work on Erev Pesach is because of Tirch Yomtiv. Those three businesses, the barber, the laundromat, and the tailor, they're allowed to be open because they're going to be doing stuff for Yomtiv. But if it's not Tirch Yomtiv, the Rabbonin don't let you do that. So you know, you can't build, you can't have a scribe working for you. It's not 100% anything that could possibly be done in Cholomite. It's anything that would be something done for Yomtiv. Now we have a brand new mission that tells us that you're not allowed to move stuff from house to house, but you are allowed to move stuff into your chotzer. And it also says in the Mishnah, you're not allowed to bring kalim, you're not allowed to bring your stuff home from the uman, from the professionals, if you're worried that maybe your stuff's going to get stolen, you are allowed to move your stuff into another chotzer. Frag the Gemara. You told me you're not allowed to move stuff from house to house. And then you tell me you're allowed to move it into the chutzr. Are you allowed to move it? You're not allowed to move it. So I explains the discrepancy that you're allowed to move it from the house that's in that chutzr into the chutzr. But to go into another chutzr, that's where it's going to be answer. Or to move into another house. Now, you're not allowed to pick up your stuff from the professional. Their papa was giving a faher. Their papa said that Robo was giving a faher. And he said... All right, Mishnah says you're not allowed to bring your stuff home from the professional. But we learned that you're allowed to bring stuff and bring stuff back and pick up stuff from a professional, even if it's not Letzarech the Moyid, Beferish Yostira. So Papa answered to Rav on his Fahari, he says like this, Number one, the two separate cases. One's talking about Erev Pesach. There it was Mutter. On Cholomoyed it was Aser. The second answer is that maybe both cases are talking about Cholomoid. But the question is whether you trust the guy behind the counter. When you don't trust him, you're allowed to pick it up right away. Ah, we have a bracelet that says you're allowed to pick up stuff from the professional. Like your, your pitcher, your glass from the glassmaker. The only thing you're not allowed to pick up is your wool from the dying or your kalim from the base ha'umon. So, if you don't have what to eat, what should you do? I mean, you, if, if that guy doesn't have what to eat, so what should you do? You should leave him the money, pay him for the, you know, the glass or whatever he made you, but leave it with him. Don't pick it up. Don't bring it home yet. If you don't trust that, you're going to come back, matzah, you know, matzah uh, yamtif, and he'll be like, what? What, what, what payment? Uh, okay, so then you're allowed to take it from him and find somewhere nearby to keep it, but don't bring it home. If you're worried that it might get stolen, put it in another chatzar. Otherwise, if you if you mamish worried it's gonna get demolished, you can bring it or get stolen. You can bring it home bitsino. Now this is a good raya to the fact that you're not allowed to pick up your stuff. But this brisa didn't tell me anything about dropping it off in Cholamid. So we have to say one of our first two answers. That one's talking about Erev Pesach. That one's talking about where you don't trust him. Now our last mission the parak tells us. You're allowed to cover up your dried fruit, fruits with straw. Rabbi Huda says even allowed to do this other type called ma'abin of covering it. The Gemara is going to discuss what the difference is. People who sell their fruits are allowed to... They, they, they sell fruits, they sell clothing and kalim. They're allowed to sell it betzina for people who need it on cholamite. The trappers, the people who make uh, porridge or people who uh, make bean, the beans, they're allowed to do this betzina for cholamite. Rabbi Yossi says... That they're machmer on themselves. So we're going to see what, what type of chumrah they were taking on. Is the machlek is what these two types of covering your fruit are. 
one sheet holds that the first type of covering is like a lighter covering, and the second one is to have a thicker coating. The second one holds that the first type of covering is to cover it up with the straw, and the second one makes it that you put all your fruit in a big pile first. This way the fruit is actually protecting itself, and then you cover that whole pile. That sheet is of Yehuda. So what does it mean that they were machmer on themselves? Right, they're allowed to work Lutzerich Mayid, but they were machmer on themselves. Right, they're allowed to work Betzina. So what does this mean? Does this mean that they didn't do it at Bechlal? Or does it mean that really it's totally motor to do it even Befarhesa, but they were machmer to do it Betzina? You hear? Eimershta says they were allowed to do it Betzina. So then when Rav Yitzhi says that they're machmer on themselves, he's saying... Really, it's Mujer. They were just machmer to do a Betzina. Or he was saying that they were machmer even a step above Tzina and they didn't sell things at all. Well, we have a Bryce that tells us Rabbi Yossi says that the, the merchants in Tveria, they were machmer themselves and they didn't sell at all. The Chumra was not even to do a Betzina. Now the Gemara defines the different Lashonas of how they would process grain. Chilka is divided in two. The crust of grain is the two. Targus is divided into three. Tisni is divided is to divide it in four. If Dimi says that Tisni is soaking kusemes, totally different process. Well, we have a bracer that tells us that these three processes are always tome. Now, if you're gonna hold that it's just crushing it up into different particles, well, that's why it's tome, because you just turned it into grain. But if you hold that it's soaking kusemes, why is it tome? It's not. It's not a fully processed food yet. Well, the Gemara says that it, it could be the correct translation. It could be talking about soaking kusemes, but we're talking about the reason it was tome is because it was peeled. By soaking it, it, would, it seems that it would peel itself. And they would call it chilka, this process of chilka, with the grains, because when they would crush it, it would become very smooth, chalkihu. Now the Gemara says, if someone makes a nedr against grain... He's not allowed to eat beans. You mean that if whether the uh, dried beans would be mutter. The dried beans are also. If it's wet, then the beans are mutter. It's no longer grain once it's moist. Rice is okay. And these three crushing processes make it no longer grain. Now, if you hold that these three processes are just crushing it into different sizes, okay, it's no longer grain. But if you hold that it's just soaking kusemes, it's 100% grain. Why would they not be included in the neder against grain? And that's Taka Akasha. Next, if Huna allowed the people who were selling spices to sell normally on Cholamoid. So if Kahana went over to Huna and said, We know that if a store is open on Cholamoid, if it's open, if the front of the store opens into a private street, a little side street, then he could open up his doors normally. If it's open to Rosh Hashanah, he has to leave one door closed to make it a Shinoi, not selling normally on Cholamayit, the show. I said, it's still Cholamayit. Okay, you need it for Cholamayit, so you're allowed to buy it for, for Yom Tif, but selling is, is not, this is not the time to be selling. An Erev Yom Tif, right before Shemina Atzeres, the Ramam says, Dafka talking about Sukkis, it's its own Yom Tif, they would bring out all their fruit and they would manage to sell the Farhesia. It was like a, a cover for the Yom Tif. So why are you letting these spice sellers sell out in the open on a regular Cholamoid? Rav Kahana said, I hear you. It's totally different. With spices, there's different halachas. 
Because everyone knows you're only buying spices for Cholomoid. Therefore, you're allowed, you'd be allowed to sell it even by Farhesia. Hadron Allah, May, Which began talking about if someone has his olives all flipped over and it's ready to be crushed, but then it becomes uh, an ovel or something goes wrong, he's allowed to do that first set to keep it going while uh, Rabbi Yossi said he came out and finished the whole processing. That was the first mission over there a couple of days ago. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.